Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you Book of Odes with Charlie Storer and also Status Update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, December 25th. That's right, it's Christmas Day, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in the studio today we have Natalie So. Hello, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we also have Jake Chen. Hello, and Merry Christmas. We ought to have uh, those sound effects, you know, those party blowers. And <laughs> 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 yeah. Can you can you guys can do you any? sing for us, Andrew? We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I don't think people want to hear me singing today. Uh, I don't want to ruin the festive mood. Um, but what, we have some stories here which will hopefully get you in the spirit. Um, I don't know if there's much of a Christmas connection with all of them, but maybe we can uh, force a com- Christmas connection. We'll think so, of something. So you we'll guys try. think quickly. What does your story have to do with Christmas? All right, we are going to tell you about a bunch of things today. We're going to talk about 10 winter solstice superstitions. Also, the Taipei Zoo is going to set up a new tropical rainforest area. And we're going to tell you how one student's plans to play hooky were foiled by her own father for a very funny reason. We'll tell you all about that in just a moment. Don't go away. I think we should start off today by talking about the 10 winter solstice superstitions. Now, December 22nd, that was this past Saturday, was the winter solstice in Taiwan. However, it was also the hottest winter solstice in 10 years. Can you believe oh, it that? It was nice weather that day. Beautiful weather that oh, day. It was gorgeous. Sadly, it sunny is day no longer nice. No, <laughs> the next day sunny. It was really raining hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chilly too. Yes. So uh, I guess it's not exactly a white Christmas, but it's definitely a colder Christmas than the winter solstice might have suggested we were going to get. Now, the winter solstice in Chinese, we call it Dongzhi. So it's actually kind of like saying uh, the middle of winter, but it's actually not the coldest day in the winter mm. on the solar calendar. The coldest winters are days like extreme cold, like Da Han and like Xiao Han. I think it's the lo- a shortest day, right? Yes, it's that the is shortest correct. Day of Which the is year. good news because that means we've already started to see our days lengthening. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. <laughs> Certainly doesn't feel like it. But you have a list there of 10 superstitions that are connected to the winter solstice. Uh, yes. Um, well, you know, a lot of Taiwanese believe in feng shui and um, uh, fortune telling and all this kind of stuff. Geomancy, yeah. So um, this is what some of those feng shui experts are saying you should do. And one thing that people usually do is to have tang uh, yuan, which is like a round glutinous Rice, rice ball that's very sticky mm-hmm. and delicious. Yum. And it's really delicious. And so that's one thing you should do to bring good luck is to eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not I'm hard. I'm on board, yep. <laughs> and then there's uh, some things you should do with it. 
One is place the tangyeon at the head of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They're supposed to um, so uh, appease the gods. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to, tangyeon's supposed to appease the gods. So, um, you put one at the head of your bed, and then you put one on an ancestral altar, if you have that. Okay. And yeah. uh, you offer uncooked tangyeon to the gods. Because they're missing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're hungry yep. too. Sweeten them up. Yeah. Yeah. You guys cook your own tangyeon when you get um, it. So you <laughs> can, you know, you, how you can do is place a bowl of the uncooked tangyeon in front of the doors, windows, huh. et cetera, et cetera. So they do have to cook it themselves. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be happy if I was the gods. Yeah. And and then uh, you stack coins with dried longyen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heard of that one, yeah. Okay. You've heard what is of that? that? What is that for? Why would you uh, stack coins with long, long It's yen? a way to pray for success for your family. Okay. Uh, well, I guess the coins would mean, you know, fortune. fortune. Okay. Yeah. But why with long yen? Um, I, I don't know. They didn't explain it. Hmm. Sweeten up the, the god of fortune. I, also, there's the more about Tongyuan. Eat even numbers. Okay. Even numbers are lucky. Apparently, if you eat Tongyuan on Dongzhi, that means you're one year older. Have you heard this before? No. no. Yeah. So people but we're always one year older well, every year. I mean, yes. <laughs> but that day would become one year <laughs> older again. That's <laughs> too much. Older. So Ellen and I were joking that if you don't eat your tongue, that means you stay forever youthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Natalie. If your huh? boys, like if they stuck tongue into their, the, the front of their bed, would you be upset? <laughs> would you be like boys yes. what are you doing yes they don't believe in uh superstitions anyway that's so right but they I mean, have a pretty good head on their shoulders just on top of that like if, if you saw them you'd, you'd make them clean it up i mean that's kind of oh, gross yeah. right yes definitely and there's actually something about um if you have at least one pink and one white ball then you can attract the opposite sex Oh. Become more popular, more attractive. Huh, interesting. <laughs> if anyone needs that. <laughs> I don't, so the opposite sex is looking at your glutinous rice balls. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. Maybe it just has the you know mm. right chemistry in there. Um, also, you're supposed to eat vermicelli with pork knuckle okay, to yeah. increase uh, longevity and uh, good luck in general. That's a popular birthday treat as well. Mm. Yeah, That's to eat true. vermicelli rice noodles. Yeah. And a drink of Get Rich Water. Have you <laughs> heard of that? Of that. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. There's so many lucky things you can do in Chinese so culture. Yeah, when you're done with that article, if you could uh, <laughs> hand it, it over to, to me. Okay. Eat wontons. <laughs> Eat wontons. Yeah, I've heard that before. And yeah. do not quarrel. So, uh, because, and you're supposed to avoid disputes during this period and avoid asking for money, getting engaged or getting married mm. because it's a period when yin and yang energies change and relationships between men and women become more complex. Mm. Wow. As if it's not complex enough, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been drinking your Maybe water. Maybe that's why I feel a little bit irritated lately about oh, my three, no. three boys in my home. No, just kidding. Well, you're outnumbered, right? <laughs> yeah. And then buy new shoes and socks. So um, I guess you're supposed to like wear new things anyways. These are like the so comes. Uh, uh, potentially contradictive, you know, like shoes and socks, especially shoes uh, signifies departure in Chinese culture. And it's very frowned upon in different festivals. And, but apparently at this festival, you can buy them. So. Well, I think one of the tricks, too, is you don't want to give anybody any shoes. That's definitely oh, bad luck. It's yeah. saying right. it helps improve family bonds. 
So you better buy your own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you're reading the wrong article. <laughs> yeah, and children can take their parents out for a walk because it's a respect for the elderly festival as well. Take you out for a walk? Take the elder take your parents out for a walk. Oh. Accompany them on it's a walk. It's not telling you to go for a Don't walk. Don't go for a walk, mom. That wouldn't dad. go over so well as what you're saying. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. In just a moment, we're going to offer you a warm new place you can go in the cold of winter. Uh, that's going to be happening at the Taipei Zoo. But before we go there, I think we should uh, take a little detour into a very funny story that you have brought uh, to share with us today, Jake. And that is about a student who was trying to play hooky and then uh, something bad happened involving her father and he figured it out. Yeah, this brings much, uh, brings a lot of painful memory for myself as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh confession so time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> time to come clean, huh? Yes, come clean. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, the, the latest viral thread on Dcard, which is this local forum for university and high school students. So uh, this young lady apparently lives in a rural uh, village, and uh, a rural township, and she said that one day she just really doesn't feel like uh, going to school. I guess this must be a Monday. <laughs> uh, and 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 she said, uh, "Well, I'll, I'll go get one of those uh, um, excuses, uh-huh. uh, like um, a pass, pass right? from yeah. a local doctor." And so she headed to a, a local clinic. Her dad was on shift that day. Her dad's a doctor. I don't oh, know. No, why, why didn't she know that her dad would might be working there? Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't know too much about her dad. Right. <laughs> She's like, you're a doctor? What? <laughs> yeah. So as she headed in the door, she said, oh, this wasn't going to work out. But she tried anyway. She tried coughing and she said, you know, she's not, her, her head's not in the right place. And her dad said, see, young lady, I can't treat laziness. And uh, so her dad uh, went out of his way, um, took a break from the clinic and then took her to the high school himself. Uh, to make sure she make sure went she, right she's a high school student i think this was an elementary school student right so wow. A, yeah wow wow so wow. Th- that was as if that wasn't embarrassing enough or demoralizing enough uh, before he left uh, her dad said hey look your uh, bigger brother tried that on me too so, uh, <laughs> so i guess oh. the uh moral of the story that's, is don't, don't and they both went to the same doctor <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> don't mess with pops so what was your uh, cleverest funny. way of uh, playing hooky when you were a kid? Uh, huh. And did you ever or get caught? Yeah. <laughs> not actually not by my parents, but what was that time I got caught? I got caught for a lot of things. <laughs> um, like mostly for disciplinary issues at, at school. I tried to pass those off as, you know, not being a big deal until the teacher caught and turned out to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. I yeah. hang uh, upside down off a ceiling once. <laughs> and, and then a teacher walked below me and didn't notice. And then uh, somebody else pointed a finger and then a the teacher noticed and that was oh. very nice. So, yeah. I mean, I would have itch- been itching to point out, <laughs> point that out to the teacher too. I mean, it's just too good, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch what unfolds, right? Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I had no idea we had a, uh, a, a Spider-Man, a former Spider-Man on our team here in the English service. I'd like to see pictures of young Jake someday. Right. Can you do that? I'll Can get you... I'll, I'll get it for sure. Arrange it for us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so the Taipei Zoo is working to create a tropical rainforest area. That sounds kind of amazing, but it also sounds very topical because Taiwan is a subtropical island. At least, I think two-thirds of... Taiwan is located in the tropics, so it makes sense that we would have a 
uh, tropical area in our zoo. But I think it actually also sounds like a great place to warm up in the middle of winter when we're on some of the coldest days of the year. Tell us a little bit more about that story, Natalie. It's exciting. It's going to be opening before the Lunar New Year in February. And um, it's expected to display 27 protected species. Ooh. So that's very exciting. Get to see some very unique animals. And um, they're going to have indoor and outdoor exhibits. It's going to be very big, 15,000 square meters. Mm. Um, and well, some of these protected species include giant anteaters, the biggest anteaters of all, spider monkeys, mm. slow lorises, wow. macaws, jaguars. Wow. Capybaras. Oh, capybaras. Those are some of my favorites. Capybaras. Are they? They're super cute. Oh, they're, they're gigantic rodents, right? Well, yeah. I mean, when you say that, it doesn't sound so cute, but <laughs> <laughs> they are super cute. I read a book about a capybara when I was a kid. Oh, really? I think they're from and South America. What is their personality like? They're very docile creatures. I mean, I say that maybe In they the could book. bite your finger off, but like they, they, they were really super cute. And they like are cute. Docile. Look. Look, they're very oh, furry. Nice. Yeah, they have just they're round. Round. They look pettable. I would not advise doing uh, that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, also, poison dart frogs. Oh, not so cute. <laughs> so all kinds of interesting animals are going to be there. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Quite a selection of species. So yeah, we're excited. So um, something new to do at the Taipei Zoo. Fantastic. That is a great thing to hear. I always lo- lo- love learning about places like this. In in kind of the winter time when we're starting to get uh, pretty cold here and looking for places to heat up. Oh yes, you are right. I mean, they did say here the zoo said that you know Taiwan's climate is very suitable for raising these tropical and subtropical animals. Mm. So uh, that's one good reason we're here. And they're also planning to limit the foot traffic. So I mean, crowd control. Excellent. So you know, they won't scare off the animals or whatever. I don't know. Wonderful to hear. That's the Taipei City Zoo. And if you want to find out more about that book I was talking about, it's called Cappy Boppy by Bill Pete. Fantastic book if you have kids or if, you know, you're like me, you're a kid at heart. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Natalie So. And I'm Jake Chen. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way on RTI. the original compendium of Chinese poetry. Also known in English as the Book of Songs or the Classic of Poetry, it is one of the five books that make up the canon of the Confucian classics. Every week on the show, I'll be bringing you readings of Chinese poetry in English translation. Welcome to Book of Odes. I'm Charlie Starrer. On this week's show, to mark the holiday season... 
a selection of classical Chinese poetry on the theme of winter. We'll start with three poems by one of China's greatest ever poets, Du Fu, who was an official during the Tang Dynasty, considered the golden age of classical Chinese Shi poetry. Du was an official in the then imperial capital Chang'an, modern-day Xi'an, in the mid 8th century Common Era. This was around the time the dynasty was roiled by the Anlu-Shan rebellion. The devastation wrought by the rebellion and the sights of young men going off to war are among the most moving themes of Du Fu's poetry, as we will see from these poems: Beginning of Winter, Winter Dawn. And facing snow, the first and third were translated by J. P. Seaton. The second by Kenneth Rexroth. Beginning of winter. I sag with age. These martial robes are tight. Coming home, cold colours deepen. Fishing boats work up the rushing stream. A hunter's fire marks the high perched grove. Long as there's sun, I drink by leisure's pools. When sorrows come. I'll chant of ancient heroes. Spears and halberds still can't be laid by. To stay, or to serve, which way does the heart go from here? Winter dawn. The men and beasts of the zodiac have marched over us once more. Green wine bottles and red lobster shells, both emptied, litter the table. Should old acquaintance be forgot, each sits listening to his own thoughts, and the sound of cars starting outside. The birds in the eaves are restless because of the noise and light. Soon now, in the winter dawn, I will face my fortieth year. Born headlong towards the long shadows of sunset, by the headstrong, stubborn moments, life whirls past like drunken wildfire. Facing snow, wailing war. So many fine young ghosts, chanting sadness. One poor lame old man. A chaos of clouds droops into the sunset. A rush of snowflakes dances, whirling in the wind. The wine pots pushed aside, cup empty of its green. The stove abides; there, coals glow red. No news from anywhere gets through. Sadness sits to draft a letter 
into emptiness. The next poem is by Wang Wei, another of the great poets of the Tang Dynasty. Wang was broadly a contemporary of Du Fu, but passed away before him in the year 759 Common Era, just a few years after the Anlushan Rebellion began. In this poem, Winter Night, writing about my emotion, translated by Tony Barnstone and Zhou Ping. He is feeling his age. Winter night, writing about my emotion. The winter night is cold and endless, and the palace water clock drums the hour. Grass is white clouds of heavy frost, and aging trees reveal a bright moon. Beautiful robes frame my wasted face. A red lamp shines on my white hair. Now the Han Emperor respects only the young. I look in the mirror, ashamed to go to the court. Next, another poet of the Tang era, but one who lived later than Wang Wei and Du Fu. Bai Zhuyi lived until the middle of the ninth century Common Era. He is famous for his long poem "Song of Everlasting Sorrow," which tells the tragic story of the consort Yang Guifei, one of the four great beauties of Chinese history, and for the Song of the Guitar, a poem I featured on a recent edition of Book of Odes. This poem, translated by Burton Watson, is called "Early Winter." It features some of his observations as a high-ranking official, including one unexpected disadvantage of high office. Early winter, ten months south of the Yangtze, splendid weather. Winter landscapes delightful as the flowering spring. Frosts so light they don't kill the lush vegetation. Warm sunshine drying the broad sandy flats. Yellow leaves on the old paper mulberry look like new shoots. White limbs of the winter cherry, blooming out of season. At such times, I envy idlers who can get drunk. Five horse officials. Aren't allowed in the taverns. Moving forward now from the Tang Dynasty, some seven hundred years to the Ming Dynasty, and the writer and playwright Li Kaixian, who lived in the sixteenth century. After his government career ended when he was just thirty-nine. Li devoted himself to literature and Chinese opera. This poem, commiserating with the poor, was translated by Jonathan Chaves. 
commiserating with the poor. Hiss, hiss, the north wind blows, knocking people down in the streets. They have pants which don't even cover their shins, and they have no food at all, only dust fills their jars. In the warm houses, what do they know of winter? The flowery rooms have a springtime of their own. Those dandies with their fancy pants of silk. There's not much you can say to them about the poor. On the web at english.rti.org.tw. This is Status Update. Hello, you've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, it's that time of the week where we read your letters to us, and uh, just you know what you think about our programs, and also the comments you leave us with our posts of videos and photos and whatnot. So, just love to hear from you. But before we answer, or rather, read your letters and all that,、uh, let's update our status. It's time to update our status. Yes.、And、oh, first of all, Merry Christmas to those、uh, who celebrate out there. Yes. Yes. It is yes. Christmas those who.、Today. Yeah. Right. Right. So, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for the year 2019. But、uh, I. Um, I guess I would say I just made a Christmas trip、huh. <laughs> um, to、uh, Ooling Farm. Oh,、uh, I've been there. Yeah. So、um, I think I yeah I kind of gave a preview about the fact that I was going with my daughter, who's、mm-hmm. actually going to start work on January second. So、uh, it turned out to be great. We decided to drive up down there, took a slow drive down there, and、mm-hmm. uh, um, oh, it was so cold. It's on the mountains, yeah. Yes, but、uh, you know when we checked、uh, the temperature, it was actually like one or two degrees Celsius,、hmm. and that's very cold. We totally underestimated how cold it would be. So it's the kind of well, it's like that up in Taiwan's mountains. You think of Taiwan as a subtropical, sort of to tropical place,、True. but、uh, you get up in the mountains, yeah, it's cold. Yeah, bring、well, a jacket. <laughs> we we heaped on everything that we brought, actually, literally. And it's like that in the summer too. I was up in Hehuanshan, another very high area of Taiwan. In I think it was like June or July, and it was like six degrees in the morning. Sunrise. There was just a lot of green, a lot of trees, and all kinds of flowers. We kind of just caught the last part of foliage. They said that there was still one. Red leaf foliage tree standing, and so we walked a bit to take pictures of that. And, and it's brilliant、um, red too. Yeah,、uh, I've been there in the fall. It's one of the. I think we said last time one of the few places I know of in Taiwan where the fall foliage actually does come out. And actually, it's a, it's a big place. So there was also like an area of cherry blossom. We caught the last part of it, and that was very nice. And actually, parts of it really reminded my daughter and I of like. Yosemite, yeah, in the a, states, it does、yeah. have a little, a little bit of that, I doesn't guess. Doesn't it? It's、the、much tr- less dry, I think. Yeah, 
Um, it was just, just uh, the view, the scenery is just wonderful. We took so many pictures. And we decided to get up early the next morning to catch the sunrise. A great thing to do in Taiwan's mountains. Yes. And um, in the Uling Farm, there is the entrance to uh, the snow mountain, uh, Xue Shan. That's where we went to catch the sunrise. Ooh. And in tour bus was, or something? Or no, we drove, drove up there. Ooh. We got up at 5.30. It was, it was really freezing cold yes and um, even though we checked and said that the sunrise at 6 32 it wasn't until 7 that oh. we actually saw the sunrise from where we were and so um <laughs> we were frozen so but, of course uh we can't pass by an opportunity to talk about food either i know that that area has and it's a bit strange i think it has something to do with its elevation really kind of sweet cabbage there's a lot of cabbage oh. there and it's like a little like a sugar content maybe a bit higher there did you You're have any of right. that also uh Asian pears? Is that the other thing? I don't know if they're even in season now, but did you uh, have anything like that? We did not have pears, but we had cabbage. Yes. Very interesting. You reminded me about that. On the drive down there, there was a point where we were like in heavy, heavy fog. Yes. And then that's where all the cabbage patches were. I've so, only been once, but uh, if you can get down there, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice place. Recommended. Yes. Um, we have a friend who loves um, mountain climbing. He just envied us <laughs> through and through. And so we didn't we go said, hiking, did you? Uh, well... Uh, just only a little bit. My husband's not really into hiking because he was more into taking photos and videotaping everything. Mm. I mean, a lot of times we were waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, we didn't do too much hiking. In fact, we were kind of glad we drove there because the place is huge. I mean, if yeah. we had walked to everything, I think the last time we planned to bring our friends along because he just would love it. And the second, I mean, he's been there before. And then the thing too is that next time we we're going to go we'll check out the waterfall. Because we didn't do that this time. Yes, yes. I guess I missed that part. Oh, well, you've got to go again. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, all right. I'm, yes, I'm back to earth. (laughs) Well, it's nice that you got, you know, like you said, a final opportunity to go somewhere with your daughter before she starts her working life. It's hard after that to arrange family get-togethers. Yeah, she's going to be a nurse, so, you know, it's very hard to, yeah, take any vacations. Anyway, yes, I said I'm back to earth, and so here I am. Okay, I I need to focus. Centered and grounded. (laughs) Right, I need to focus on the letters and all your wonderful (laughs) comments you left us. So, um, yes, we always love to hear from you. And please write us and let us know what programs you heard and what you think about programs, good or bad, really. So the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can reach us by email as well. Our address is rti at rti.org.tw. Of course, we love, 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 love your Facebook comments, and we can't wait to read them. So please send us some. Yes. Let us know what you think about our programs, about our posts, anything you'd like to chat about. All right. And it's Christmas, and we do have some Christmas greetings from our listeners. Okay. Um, Here's one from... Mohammed El Sayed Ab El Rahim of Egypt, and uh, he wrote saying, "My friends, ladies and gentlemen, I congratulate you on the occasion of the holidays in the new year, 2019. Now we live in the last days of 2018. I hope that the coming days and months will be nicer. This is my congratulations I sent you from Egypt. I wish that a new year, 2019, year of success and progress for you and everyone." And then in this, um, I guess you might want to call it's it an e-card. e-card. Yes, uh, of uh, looks like the Christmas pines and um, uh, Christmas decorations, balls and glittering balls. It says, my friends, these are the holidays and the last days of this year, 2018. I hope that the remaining days of the year will be days of peace and love for all the people of the earth. Oh, sorry, it's got a little cut off here. Sorry. I also hope that you will have days of success, prosperity, to receive the new year 2019 with optimism and happiness. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks again. That was coming from Mohammed El Sayed Al Rahim of Egypt. Well, that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we go over now to the UK, where Roger Tidy is writing us again. Uh, this is a email dated December seventeenth. Uh, it's a report on our, some of our latest programs. It says, "Hello again. I hope you are all keeping well at RTI, and that the weather is not too cold." What do you think, Shirley? It was cold where you were. <laughs> yeah, it was up there, but uh, here down in Taipei, this is nothing. <laughs> We've had a cold snap recently. Oh, okay. But,、uh, anyway, yes, we did. Here in the UK, we recently experienced a period of cold weather, but daytime temperatures have recovered, at least here in London, to around ten degrees, which I'm sure would be regarded as cold in Taiwan, but is tolerable and indeed above average here. Yes, I think anything below like eighteen, seventeen, the news says it's a winter cold snap. So, <laughs> indeed.、Uh, For this, my second email to you for December, I will report on your latest broadcast, namely that of Monday, December seventeenth, which was posted on your website one day early by GMT time, as you are, I think, eight hours ahead of the time here. As usual, the audio quality on the internet was excellent, with no buffering.、Uh, under the comments, it says, "I'd like to start by commenting on Shirley's program, Jukebox Republic, which introduced listeners to the Singaporean singer Ah Do and the Chinese vocalist Li Ronghao." Shirley told us that Ado became famous suddenly, and because he subsequently suffered from anxiety, had to bow out of performing for seven years. He was known, at least initially, for having a somewhat hoarse voice, but I didn't notice any hoarseness in the two numbers that were played, namely "I will not hide" and "Looking forward." The first number was fine, but I thought that the second one was his best. The other singer, Li Ronghao, also had an interesting and distinctive voice, although I thought his voice was a bit breathy. To sum up, I enjoyed listening to both singers and enjoyed hearing Shirley's account of their careers. I also enjoyed listening to Chinese Culture 101 on the theme of the pig in Chinese culture, which was timely because the Chinese world will soon be entering the year of the pig. It was interesting to hear Paula's explanation about the Chinese character for the word home, which does have a pig in it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the lower portion of which contains the strokes representing a pig, which she explained was because keeping a pig for food was historically important to Chinese families. Turning next to here in Taiwan, the program featured a discussion about the decision of Academia Sinica to teach their researchers about ethics. One would think that academic researchers would not need to be guided on this subject, but it seems that they do, because there was a scandal recently involving a biology researcher. Also covered in here in Taiwan was the question of the high content of PVCs in the waterproof jackets worn by mail deliverers, which is apparently 92 times that of the safe level set in the EU. I also heard about a social worker who helps foreign fishermen working on Taiwanese vessels and a Taiwanese restorer of cultural artifacts. These were four items in today's edition of the program, and I found all of them to be interesting. Finally, some brief comments about your final feature. One more thing: today's edition was about the calorie levels of popular winter dishes in Taiwan, such as dumplings and hot pot. In my opinion, this program was overloaded with figures. I've always felt that figures or statistics don't work very well on radio because, first, most people find too many numbers to be boring, and second, because there is a tendency for the brain to try and remember the numbers. And if there are too many, this becomes impossible, and the listener becomes frustrated. This is a, a good、mm-hmm. comment. I think、uh, it's something that I know I especially struggle with in my programs. I talk to a lot of government officials,、right. people in charge of different museums and、uh, national parks and things like that, and. I don't know why, but like they love statistics, love them <laughs> much more so. I can't speak for everywhere in the world, but then in like Western countries, definitely、mm. English-speaking countries, you know, like、yeah. like like, and they can rattle them off really fast. They've got them all <laughs> memorized. It's like yeah, you're right. Have you? And then in the news, sometimes too, we got it. We do tone it down a bit. I think. Yeah, we do. We just only keep to the major figures. Pick one or two. The other, it's, yeah, it right, a, one or two. But、uh, a lot of times, the original article will be. 
filled Loaded. with them. I know, <laughs> it's a proof of, of um, you know I what know. you're talking about. I think I, I guess it's yeah. a cultural thing, maybe. I think it is. So, I think it is. Uh, it's a constant struggle for us as well. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that. That comes to us once again from Roger Tidy in London. Okay, and now we move over to India. This is coming to us from Atish Bhattacharya of West Bengal, India. It says, "Dear ma'am, when." Sir, I hope you are having a wonderful time. I wish you all Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you too. I would also like to convey my greetings on Happy New Year 2019. I pray that your days ahead would be much, much more colorful. It was an amazing and enthralling experience of working as an RTI English service monitor in India for 2018. I'm indebted to you for giving me this opportunity. I have an earnest request to you. Well, he would like to be monitor again for the mm-hmm. year 2019. Not, I think those may have been decided. Uh, I'm not sure what their final decision was, but I think uh, if you've been chosen, you'll be they'll let, be letting you know soon. That is right. Yes, you will be informed. Uh, thank you so much for wanting to serve us. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and it says here, I can give you the assurance that I will try my level, uh, my best to carry on this responsibility. Okay, well, thank you. And it says, I will send you more reception reports in detail in the coming year, 2019. So thank you in advance, and well, thank you. And that was coming to us from Batish Bhattacharya of West Bengal, India. Uh, and we go over now to Japan, where Fumito Hokamura is writing to us from Fukuoka. It says here in the letter, Dear sirs, and of course, ma'ams, how have you been? Everything still warm in Fukuoka in December. Uh, it's been fairly warm here as well, except like we said, a recent sort of yeah. cold snap of a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of the first snow in Yushan, which is uh, Taiwan's first mountain. Yes, Jade Mountain. We have, we haven't, usually that's in the news. We haven't seen that yet. No, so maybe not it hasn't yet. Come. Yeah. Uh, we'd have to check. Uh, but it says also, I like Taiwan and we're glad that you do. There's a reception report attached here. It's about our December 5th program. Uh, there was the news about the UNFCC Japanese helping with energy last month, a medical NGO that works with HIV that was followed by uh, an episode of some music and an episode of Here in Taiwan about a New Yorker who flew to Taiwan, it looks like here, for a chicken restaurant. <laughs> I'd be very interested to hear that episode. Okay. Uh, and so, yes, that comes to us once again from Sumitao Hokamura of Fukuoka, Japan. Yeehaw! It's a Facebook roundup. Would you like to do the honors, Shirley? We start with a post we, we put on on December 17th. I believe this was a video Andrew did about uh, proposals to change some things in the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. Scott, you had something to say about this. Yes, he said that Jiang's authoritarian regime brought a lot of pains to many Taiwan people. The presentation did not justly depict who Jiang really was. CKS Memorial Hall, that would be Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, and Chiang Kai-shek Road, image on coins and bills and other forms which were celebrated by few, are adding salt to the wound. Taiwan should take a serious look at the real history and let truth prevail. Only then, reconciliation would bring healing. Well, I think you mentioned Chiang Kai-shek Road. That name's been changed a long time ago to Katagalan Road after right. a local a, indigenous group. So yes. That's been done away with, at least. The coins... Uh, that's still up for debate, and I think mm-hmm. the, what what they'll do with the hall uh, is also up yeah, to debate as well. Yeah, it's always been in discussion for a long time. Yes. Then on December 18th, uh, we had a video. I think I did this one. Uh, this was about a marching band festival taking place in Jai right now. Also, a New Year's Eve concert scheduled to happen in Tainan. So two events in southern Taiwan that you can go, both with some music, to enjoy the end of the year. Mm. And Sheikh Jawaha uh, commented to that. He said, eagerly waiting to watch this fun and frolic-filled event. Well, same here. 
And then Josh Brown also says, looks like fun. Also on December 18th, we posted our most recent edition of Taiwan Top 10. Uh, our topic this month, just to remind you, is 10 places you can go and get some peace and quiet in Taiwan. Yes, and Mohammed Shamim says, cool places. Mm. Mm. Cool places indeed. Indeed. It's, it's time, time for, for Taiwan Top 10. Yeah, it has been a very stressful year, and we, <laughs> we're all craving some peace and quiet. I know you got away for a bit, Shirley, but yes, I still I would like to go somewhere with a, a bit of solitude to reflect on the past year. Well, you will be taking out vacation soon. Soon. So looking okay, forward well, to that, right? That's true. Uh, not yeah. in Taiwan, but uh, no. still. Um, but yeah, this month we're like, giving you t 10 ideas about places you can go to get away from it all here in Taiwan. Number one. This week it is number one in our list, and uh, we're going to top it off with a good spot for your bucket list. I haven't been here, neither have you, Shirley. No. But the pictures we've seen of it are stunning. Mm. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, we do have a picture there. Uh, this is the Daoushan Nature Reserve, uh, which is in Taiwan southeast in Taidong and Pingdong counties, it looks like. Uh, and it's a very mountainous area. But unlike the mountains that you went to, Shirley, it says yes. here, according to... The forestry, it looks like the forestry website says there are no like roads that go through there Ooh. at all. So it's a big area. I'm sure there's, it's pretty, I mean, you don't want to go alone. Mm -hmm. You'll get lost in the mountains. But uh, yeah, it's a massive area in Southeast Taiwan that is just left as it is. I think they have like an eco center there, but, uh, and some indigenous villages, but pretty much no human disturbance at all. Wow. That's the way to preserve a place like that. Mountains. You know, Marvel at nature, right? Mountains, mountains, mountains. And uh, apparently this is centered around the idea that it's an area where the Formosan clouded leopard was most likely to appear. That's where the idea came from when uh. they set it up in the 1980s. A large area of just green, misty mountains and nothing else. How's that for a bit of solitude? Just quiet. It's actually bigger than some of our national parks. Bigger than the Kunding National Park, Yangmingshan oh, National right? Park. So it's a huge area. I mean, it goes all the way up to over 3,000 meters. It's enormous and full of alpine picturesque views. It's a place that I'd like to go see. Yes, let's do that. Get some <laughs> nice hiking shoes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have for you for the month of December. Hope you enjoyed that. And you get to find some place of solitude if you were to come to Taiwan, yeah. you know, uh, instead of just visiting metropolis Taipei. So we hope that you'll be joining us again in the new year the for the month episode. of January. Yes. We've got yes. a new Taiwan Top 10 all lined up and ready to go. All right. Uh, we'll be having a guest host uh, sitting in my chair for the next two weeks. Oh, that's right. But I'll see you guys in the new year as well. Looking forward to a fun, productive 2019. Great. In the meantime, please write letters and let us know what you think about our program. So keep those letters coming our way, okay? The address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can also reach us on Facebook. Be sure to leave us a comment there. Yes, leave us comments. Well, in the meantime, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International and indeed for staying with us for all of our programs here today on this Christmas Day. 
Uh, I'm Andrew Ryan back once again in the studio with Natalie So and Jake Chen. And we're going to leave you with one plus one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, it's the end of the year. And so we get to see how well one of our new um, environmental policies went in the beginning of this year. The government um, expanded its ban on free plastic shopping bags to 14 kinds of businesses. Um, wow. It used to be seven, only seven. So it includes all the beverage and bakery stores, grocery stores, restaurants, and the like. And they discovered that nearly 80% of people, when they have to pay for a bag, they do not pay for a bag. Mm. And what I realized, too, is one of the really smart things they did at the same time is, is that a lot of the stores, if you pay for a bag, they actually make you pay a lot for a bag. But mm-hmm. then that bag can be used as a trash bag, which we already have to pay for. Right. So right. you don't have to buy them because you end up buying it anyway. Usually you used to buy them in a pack. So it ensures that you will definitely use that bag as the useful. bag you're going to throw it away. So it's not like you're creating two bags. But yeah. that's for grocery stores. Like restaurants, that's they still correct. do little bags, you know. For sure. So. And sometimes they do, do paper bags as well. So it's not right. always plastic. Yeah. Right. But um, that saved a lot. So that means um, 80% less bags. That means 1.5 billion fewer plastic bags being used this year. Holy cow. Listen to this. A less than a 1. billion. 1.5 billion, 1. 5 billion 1. 5 fewer billion less bags. bags. Just from this ban alone. Wow. And some people are getting smart and, you know, having their own bag with them all the time, mm-hmm. which I feel like I should be doing that. Are you, you saying know? I'm smart? Uh, good for you. <laughs> Way to go, Andrew. I feel like I need one of those portable, of portable ones, I mean, really small ones. That do, can... do you know when I, if I find myself out of the house without bags and I just don't let myself buy anything or I force myself are to carry serious? everything? Yeah. You so are if, so green. If I walk into discipline. the store with like a, a motorcycle helmet and I don't have a, a plastic bag, I'm like, oh man, how much helmet? can I stuff into my helmet? And into my backpack, wow. into my pockets. So if everyone was like Andrew, well, we would have no plastic bag problem. Right. And everybody would drive each other crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be like Andrew in other ways. <laughs> but, um, you know, next year we're doing a new thing. Um, so just a preview. But it's starting in June. There's no plastic uh, straws. Mm, excellent. So in many places, mm-hmm. including um, government agencies, restaurants, public schools, hospitals, department stores, shopping malls, fast food chains. So that's the next frontier. The f- next frontier in the effort to reduce the amount of plastic that we use in our everyday lives. Now, we have a second story that's kind of connected to this. And that is we want to tell you about some amazing Christmas trees, which are created with recyclable materials. You know, Christmas often is considered a very consumeristic time of year. People buy a lot of stuff. People That's are true. giving a lot of presents, a lot, of, a lot of wrapping paper, paper. plastic. And mm. so what some people have come up with um, ideas for is creating Christmas trees made out of recyclables, which is also good because in a lot of cities where people use real pl- trees, that means they've cut down trees, number one. Number two, then they put those trees on street curbs and then they and eventually end up in, I guess, creating a huge hassle. Um, some are burned for fuel, fuel, but some end up like as marine habitats or end up in places where they shouldn't be. If you buy a plastic Christmas tree, those also end up in landfills as well. So some very creative people are coming up with ways to turn recyclables into Christmas trees. Now, now you have a story there about some people that use plastic straws to create a Christmas tree That's in Taiwan. That's right. The Society of Wilderness and Environment Group. And what they did is they 
collected, you know, all the plastic bottles, bottle caps, plastic straws um, on the oceans and, and the beaches. And they used about 10,000 of these straws and made them into a very colorful tree, which is wow. even color coordinated. There's a layer of white, a layer of red, a layer of wow. purple, and white and green and blue. I hope they recycled that tree when they were done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they do something <laughs> environmental with it. Talking about one man's trash is another man's pl- uh, uh, treasure. Is that how you say it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, on that note, we want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. We hope you have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And of course, thanks as always for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also, visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.